0: Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got the plates. People get out of their way. Au revoir. Have a good game.
1: Great plates. I want them too. Are you in the order
0: to try?
2: Our guy, the Razor, Andrew Raycroft, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. And Razor is brought to us by Brennan's Smoke Shop. Brennan's has nine locations in Massachusetts. Just opened their newest shop in Hudson, New Hampshire. Visit Brennan's for the best selection of cigars. Razor, good morning. How are you, friend?
0: I'm great. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Uh, good.
2: Well, I mean, another month between games for the Bruins here. <laughs> good grief. Like I talk, But seriously, though, Razor, like how disruptive is it to have these long breaks in the schedule if you're the Bruins?
0: It's really disruptive. It is, and it's, it's a huge pain in the ass. And, and the other thing is, too, is you're, you're looking so forward now because now you know you don't have any other breaks for the entire season. Now you know you have to cram in six, seven extra games than everybody else in the league, everyone else in the division. So it also wears on you that way, knowing that you're going to pay for these much later in the season. So it's disruptive physically, but, but more mentally, that you know that you're going to pay the piper later down the road.
1: Razor, what's your impression of how they've used the goalies? Because Gresh and I were talking about this the other day and trying to make sense of it where it's obviously been a a real even split, but I looked at Linus getting some of the better games early or the tougher games early. He had both the Florida games. He had Toronto. He had Edmonton. However, this past weekend, back-to-back, Saturday, Sunday, we saw Swayman both times. So I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out who has the upper hand right now.
0: You and me both. Uh, that was interesting to me this weekend, going back-to-back with Swayman. I know it was an afternoon-night game, so it's not a typical back-to-back situation. But to have them going back-to-back, and to your point, Allmark had been playing the quote-unquote number one starter game, the one in Toronto Saturday night, the Edmonton in the town. Uh, and I thought he was playing well. I, I don't see a difference between the two guys. I think both starts have been more difficult. I think Swayman's done everything he can. Certainly the run he's on in TD Garden is incredible. Um, fourth all-time going 8-0 to start your career on home ice. So there's, there's something there. But it was interesting to see him back and forth, or to play back-to-back this weekend. Up until that point, it all kind of, yeah, we'll go here, we'll go there. Everyone's playing. Now this one's thrown a little bit of a crimp into the way I see it. It'll be interesting to see how they play these guys, now that we got a bunch of games. And is he gonna let someone run with it or is he gonna flip flop here till the end of or till the new year, I guess, January one?
2: Well, Razor, what's your theory on what could be the mindset of Bruce Cassidy? Is it a we're gonna, you know, put him in difficult situations? You're just gonna rotate them? Is he looking for something in particular to then ride one guy? What what's the reasoning behind that?
0: Well, I think, and I have no idea, no intel on this, I think, for me, it's more a matter of maybe protecting Swayman just a little bit and maybe getting him into the rhythm of the season a little bit more and not throwing him into the fire of Toronto on Saturday night, uh, not throwing him up against Connor McDavid and just letting him work into this and continue to build confidence as a younger guy, knowing that Allmark's already built that confidence into his game. So... That, that's my first thought. That's been my thought. But then you go back-to-back with Swayman on the weekend, then that kind of moves the needle a little bit back to, all right, now he's going to play with the guy who's getting wins on a consistent basis. So it, 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 I've looked at it both ways. Prior to a week ago, I would have said it's more leaning towards moving all, Swayman along. Now with him playing back-to-back, all right, well, maybe they're just going to let the kid roll with it.
1: And if Tukarask does return to the team, that won't happen for probably another couple of months. So there'll be a lot more games. but if hypothetically they're both playing about the same like what what do they do do you do you keep Swayman because of the upside, or do you have to keep uh Linus or Linus because of the contract
0: you have to you have to keep Swayman playing hmm. um wherever that is and and certainly you look at salary cap and and how hard it is to move players around, the guy that doesn't have to go through waivers on an entry-level deal is the one that typically almost always gets sent down, which is Jeremy Swayman. Um, It's going to be fascinating. It it really is, guys. And and we're going to get closer. I've I've made some calls like, can Tuka start practicing with the team? What kind of – does he have to sign a PTO contract can he go to the AHL and play games without signing an NHL contract so he doesn't count against the cap? Trying to figure out what the timeline's going to be. Because, yes, Tuca's skating now, but he's going ha- to be really close to skating with players and needing some up-tempo, not just goalie drills. So uh, we're a few weeks, few weeks away from that, and it's going to be interesting just from the, the, the contract side of it, what they can do. And I think that'll give us a better idea of the timing and when that timing is, whoever's playing better, do they make a decision off that, or is it strictly a business decision at that point?
1: What kind of information have you gotten back on that as far as can Tuca play in the AHL, not under contract? Can he practice with the team? Like What, what have you found out?
0: Uh, just spitballing it with, with a couple agents, it's to get around not signing that contract right away and putting him on the books until he's completely ready you could technically sign him to a PTO, a player tryout agreement, mm. have him work off of that for, I think they last two weeks at a time, and then you could do the same. There's PTOs in the NHL and in the AHL, so technically if you wanted to put him and play him games in the AHL, you could sign him to that same PTO down there. That was a few of the ideas I got. I don't know what the the, the real end game is, but – It will be interesting to see how they can work and maneuver that.
2: Andrew Raycroft, Nesson analyst, talking Bruins with Gresham Keith And investigative reporter. You uh, hear that? That is true. Well, oh, I, figured, yeah. <laughs> I figured you would just call the general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning because they figured out every way <laughs> yeah, they know to circumvent the salary uh-huh. cap and all that. Hey, Razor, I know we're going to get to the tickle trunk later on, but last week you had Taylor Hall in the tickle trunk. But, Charlie, coil a couple of goals on Saturday against the Canadians. Are you seeing more life out of the second line? And if so, is it? Because of Taylor Hall.
0: Well, it's no, it's actually because of me and the Tickle Trunk, and I'm taking full credit for that. You so.
2: are you are hockey's Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> Perk was taking credit for everything that went in the yeah. NBA, so it. you might as well yeah jump on, baby.
0: Absolutely, I'm taking full credit. No, they they had a good weekend. Those guys had a good weekend. They were skating. Taylor got the empty netter on Sunday night as well. So, little confidence. Hopefully, they build on that throughout this week. Again, rest up. Craig Smith is is a big part of that, I think, a big part of that second line. And he didn't look right Thursday night against Edmonton. You know, I was down low watching. You could see he was struggling opening up. So hopefully these 10 days have gotten him closer to 100%. But but I think they had a good weekend. I think they need to continue to build on it, but certainly their confidence level should be higher.
1: They've won three out of four, but Bruce Cassidy still seems kind of annoyed or angry. And I've always loved his honesty, but do you think he is questioning the the talent on the roster a little bit, or just how that talent is is performing?
0: I no, I think he's I think he's questioning maybe at times how it's performing. Mm-hmm. I also think, and I think we talked about, I think he's also putting his thumb on these guys a little bit just because of the schedule and, and trying to keep these guys focused through these stretches. Uh, if he goes out and pats everyone on the back Sunday on the way out of the rink. It might be a little bit harder to keep their focus for these five or six days while they're off. When they, you don't want to make guys feel really good about themselves, right? And they, you know, they take the foot off the gas for the week, and then all of a sudden they play two good teams on the weekend and get smoked. So because of, and on top of that, the schedule because they haven't played much, it feels like every game is a little bit more important because you you keep looking at the standings and you're way down it already, and if you don't catch back up. Quickly, It feels like a mental challenge as well by looking at that. So I think it's more Bruce Cassidy just trying to stay on these guys through this stretch of non-games and keeping them focused and ready to go.
2: Before we get to the tickle trunk, I know in in prior years, Razor, Thanksgiving was kind of like that date you circled on the calendar. And if you were in good shape in the standings around Thanksgiving, then it really was a predictor of success in terms of making it to the playoffs. Is that metric still kind of hold up, or is it a sliding scale here, given that we're back to the normal playoff structure in the NHL, unlike last year?
0: We're, we're pushing this at least, I think, till Christmas, both because of the lack of games, basically league-wide. I mean, the Bruins have played so much less than everyone else, but it, it's been a light schedule for everybody. They want to avoid college football. They want to avoid NFL football. It's, it's pretty obvious, and it's probably a good business idea. Um, so I'm pushing this a little bit closer to Christmas, even into the new year, because, again, the Olympic break is going to reset everybody as well Whoa. if that happens. Um, so you have three weeks in February with no games. <laughs> so, really, it's, it's a massive sprint, March, April to the finish.
1: All right, time now for the tickle trunk, and for people who don't know, this can be used as either a doghouse or a penthouse, and it's really up to Razor's decision every single week who is in the the tickle trunk. So who do you got this week?
0: It's going up the elevator. We're going to make it a positive situation this what? week, and I'm putting Jacob Zaboral in it. Wow. Came up this weekend. He's been a healthy scratch, but he's been with the team this season. Riley gets put down. He has a great weekend. Again, first-round pick. We have talked. and you, I know you guys have talked about yeah. the first round, the drafting of the Bruins. Zoboro looked really good this weekend. He had a great attitude. He played physical. He stepped right in. So I am giving him some positive vibes in the tickle trunk, and hopefully that continues for him. He's a great talent. If he figures it out, he can be a big piece for this defensive core.
2: So Taylor Hall out of the tickle trunk, Jakob Zaborl <laughs> in, but in a very positive way. That's yeah. why we love talking hockey with Andrew Raycroft, Nesson analyst, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, thank you. We will catch you next week, friend. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Enjoy the game tonight. Oh, yeah, it'll be interesting to yes, say the sir. least. Razor, thank you much. The tickle trunk. So there we go. So it's Taylor Hall, Jakob Zaboral.